Welcome to Church Jams Now, the podcast where three former youth group kids and current music nerds deep dive into Christian music from the 90s and 2000s. I, of course, am your co-host, Kylan Savage. With me, as always, is Mr. TJ Smith. Church Jams Now! I mean, Hey, we hey. haven't heard that in a while. Oh, wow. I'm TJ. Yeah. That was a good I was a little back. slow on the uptake, but I just felt like it's been so long, I needed to do the hype man. It here. has. You did. You did. I. It's been a while since... You've done that. It doesn't throw me off quite as much as it used to. Yeah. <laughs> it used, You're like, oh, he's doing the thing again. <laughs> he used to do it. And I'd be like, yeah, okay, 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 all right, all right, all right. <laughs> but now I just roll with it, man. Yeah. I get it. We've I, done well, what? I hadn't even realized that you had been doing it, and you did it. And I was like, oh, wow. Like, yeah, I It's know. been so that long. Thing. But at this point, we've been doing over 50 episodes, so wow. we're we're pros at this point. Oh. And of course, those oh, yeah. Who was that? tones that you heard were our beautiful producer, Josh Olson. Hey, guys. What's up? Hey, bud. Oh, hey. Uh, so we're right here in the dog days of summer, huh? <laughs> <laughs> well, when you're listening to this, for sure. Exactly. <laughs> um, so I'm really excited about this episode. Are you guys excited about this episode? Amped. I'm really Amped. excited. Wow. Yeah. I was hoping y'all were. I'm really excited, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I, I, let's, let's just uh, get right into it. We are talking about 2012's Keep Quiet by the band Sons. Mm-hmm. Josh, this was a record that you put on the schedule, correct? Mm-hmm. So why? Well... <laughs> If you're listening to this, <laughs> no pressure. It won't, it won't be soon after. We had the pleasure of interviewing Aaron Newberry from Sons. Okay. And sure so it was just kind of a fun thing to be like, well, if we're going to have an interview with Aaron, it'd probably be a good idea to cover the record too. And this is a record I really enjoy. And it's one that like I think is overlooked within the scene. And we For talked sure. about this a little bit in our interview with Aaron, but it's like, one, I want more people to just be aware of and to know about. So this was a fun kind of way to shoehorn it in and be like, oh, we should also cover it. It's like for marketing reasons, but also like, because I want to talk about this record. <laughs> yeah, so. yeah. So it's like a, it's like a, like you sideloaded a wish list record. <laughs> I kind <Yep>. of did. <laughs> I felt, well, like Kylan somehow, I do the schedule. Kylan somehow has done so many wish list records this year that I'm like, I'm going to get mine, you know? And I'm just going to mm. I know. I'm actually, I'm right currently, I'm currently editing that. the Do You Feel, the Rocket Summer episode. And I very much talk about in the intro, like, I feel like, Josh, you're trying to intentionally alienate me by making me come off as a diva. By doing so many of my wish list records, it's maybe it's working. Maybe he's got a yeah. whole like long game planned against you. And he's probably trying to spin off the podcast. I probably don't even need to be here. I uh, <laughs> might as well just quit. Man, we're doing all the hits all right, today. Huh, bring it all. <laughs> See back. you, bud. <laughs> this is fun. Kylan's out. Sweet. Yeah, I, I'm really excited. So maybe before we get into more of your history with this, Josh, and then our memories and and respective histories do you want to do some research i do. I know you did the research do you want to tell us the research i, I would love to uh, give me just a second i'll be right back though but also how great <laughs> kylan would that be if josh just did the research on the fly while that we're would be pretty tracking great. we should do that for an episode we yeah. should make him sweat a little bit but the only way we can do that is if we don't tell him what we're actually covering that'll be really good because oh yeah we should come up with no a idea. joint we should come up with a joint wish list record that you mm-hmm. and I both love and not tell Josh not what tell it is. Thing. 
Yeah. Okay, Josh, you missed all this. He's got to research it on the fly. Yeah, but we want to make you sweat a little bit and make you do the research live on the podcast. That'll make real good radio. Well, you don't get to edit that episode either, so we're going to leave all of it. Leave it all in there. Find all my usual research spots. 2000. No, 1997. Yeah. Oh, man. I live for that. Research on the fly? Yeah, dude. Research on air. It's a challenge. Love it. Meet it. Rise to the nice. occasion. Rise oh, to the occasion. Or keep quiet. Oh. <laughs> nice call. All right. What you got? Well, I had to I had to run to my closet real quick and grab my uh, CD copy. Uh, of course you did. We are doing all this. Uh, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Where's your Foley work? You got to. You got to. Uh, I had to unfold, which is Ooh, like a nice little four-piece panel, a little mm-hmm. mini poster Four-fold. of the booklet in there. So, you know, I had to bring it out. It's it's a it's a good looking record. It's well designed, you know. Mm-hmm. I like it. So Yeah, the artwork's I'll really talk. great. I love the artwork of it. Yeah. It's not in my research. I talk about it later in the in the record, but <laughs> the artwork is really great. Thank you for bringing that up, TJ. Yeah. Well, you'll hear a lot about the origin of Suns and some of the happenings of Suns in our Aaron Newberry interview coming out very soon after this. But to be brief, Suns was founded. Uh they're from Oklahoma City. Oklahoma. Their career spanned roughly 2007 to 2013, which is not a very long time. Mm-hmm. And then the members are Aaron Newberry on vocals, guitar, and piano, Alex Rust on guitar, Jacob Bundren on bass, Kyle Laster on guitar, and Jordan McGee on drums. The album Keep Quiet was released on February 14th of 2012. So at the time of recording, it's 11 years old. This was their first and Valentine's only... Reagan. It was a Valentine's Day record. Yeah, I know. Nice. Uh, it was their first and only full-length record, unfortunately. Uh, it was followed by an EP later that year, or it was preceded by an EP uh, under Sons of God called the Gen- Genesis Prologue, and then an uh, EP later that year that was called Keep Quieter, which were had acoustic renditions of three of the songs. It was on the label Slow Speak, which we have not covered a record from Slow Speak before, and they weren't a big label. Uh, they were either founded or co-founded or also like run by Davey Basinger from Bleach. Mm. He's oh, okay. one of the guys cool. involved in Slow Speak. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this record was produced by Jared Fox, who uh, I couldn't find very many other things that he's done. Uh, this album did not chart at all unfortunately like i said kind of a sleeper which is why i'm very excited to talk about it and speaking of sleeper um the spotify stats for this record suns as of right now only has 729 monthly listeners which is you know kind of sad i mean it makes sense for a record that came out 10 years ago with not a ton of promotion on a super small label but right yeah, and then it's they're only having the one record too. But we're here to proselytize. We are, yeah, and we're not to the point it. yet. We're not to the point in church games now. We're like, I, I'm excited. Like as we get bigger, to like talk about a record and like see if like the monthly right. listeners we're not like, tasting quite. Yeah, right. we're not there yet. But it'll be fun. Maybe <laughs> no, there'll be as a evidence bump. by our paper root episode. <laughs> <laughs> Great app, go listen. Great app, yeah. You're COVID Kylan on that one. Yeah. <laughs> And yeah, so there's, I mean, I was going to say it has some of their most, this is their most popular record, guys, according to Spotify's streams. <laughs> yeah, you think? <laughs> yeah. <Got> it. <laughs> it has Understood. some of their most popular songs on this record as well. So it's a really great starting point for us to talk about the band Sons. Um, yeah. 
And ending point, if we're being and honest. Unfortunately. <laughs> unfortunately. <laughs> it'll be a great ride while it lasts. So right. Yeah. And so true. But yeah, that basically does it for my research. Okay. Cool. Nice. So yeah, so this came out in 2012. I think this is the first 2010s record we are properly covering on the on the show. Oh. If I can really? remember. I, I mean, think so. I don't know if that's yes. true. I mean, I trust you more than my memory, but I feel like that can't be right. I don't think we have. Jammers, well, if we, you want to fact covered, check Josh, get at we us covered, on the social media. You know medias. what? We covered the Silver Line EP by Amberlynn. Um, that was 2022. Oh, 2020. oh my yeah, god. Yeah, until this and shakes this apart. Was same 2021. Thing. The okay. closest one we got to is whenever we talked about Penny Black with Jonathan Clark, but that oh, was more of yeah. an interview. Like we didn't, we didn't cover, really it. cover it. We didn't give it the full CJN treatment. Right. And this is our first twenty tens record. Because last year when wild. we did our wait, our wait, wait. record of the decade, we didn't have a twenty tens record to award. None mm. of the ass cities burn either. Nope. This is blowing my mind because uh, Heller no, Highwater was. 2019, 2019 was Ah, uh, yeah. Okay. Ah, you're right. Uh, okay. You're right. But that's another essentially lost episode that I feel no one has listened to. So <laughs> So it might as well not exist. Which is true. Sad. That's, that's true. That episode. was our go first listen. one. You're right. Thank Stop you this for right now. Correcting me. That. That's what I just had. I was like, "There's got to be." One, yeah, I felt right? like there You're was right. one. You're right. Good job, yeah. Yeah. and it won't be. I'll say it won't be our last that we covered this year as well. Oh wow! How often does that happen? Where the where Mr. Fact Mangler uh, corrects Josh? <laughs> I know. Not often. Not often. So I'll take it where I can get it. Yeah, man. High five. <laughs> yeah, I I I feel very uh, vindicated. I feel very mm-hmm. selfish. Uh, wrong. I will yeah. say I was selfish. I am wrong. You know. <laughs> <You're> wrong. <laughs> I was right, guys. I swear I'm right. I swear I knew it all along. You knew it all, all along. along. Yes. Uh, Is that the next record we're we're, we're covering from 2010s? Yes. Um, 2006, <laughs> Dusk yeah. and Summer. Yeah. Right. <laughs> okay, so Josh, you have this CD. I do. How did you come about this CD? Uh, I have a little story about that actually. Um. It was really cool the way I, like, it's cool the story of, like, getting into the band and how it's all, like, wrapped up in with me. In 2013, I went to Alaska with uh, my grandpa and my uncle, and we went fishing and stuff like that. And so, like, getting ready for the plane ride, it's like a seven-hour plane ride from DFW to Anchorage. And so, like, I went in. uh, Direct. I did get a direct flight, unfortunately. I think DFW is the only place you could do something like that. Seriously. (laughs) Yeah, it was. American all the way. (laughs) <laughs> it was packed too. They were full. This episode brought to you by American Airlines. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> yeah, if only. <laughs> Give me some frequent flyer miles. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I was listening to a, I just found this podcast called Rock in a Hard Place. And I think they're doing like a radio show nowadays. So shout out to those guys if they're still going. But I downloaded a bunch of episodes to my iPod Touch at the time so that yeah. I could listen on the plane. And I was like still, this is 2013, I was still pretty new into podcasts. Like I hadn't really been. Well, in, podcasts were still pretty new, like in themselves. terms of like cultural awareness. Because yeah, it wasn't like, true. because Serial didn't come out till 2014. And that was sort of the podcast that broke podcasts into the mainstream. Right. Mm-hmm. So you're still, you're still an early adopter, buddy. Yeah, I you? knew about them obviously <laughs> because of you, because you were always 
like, yeah. oh, you guys are listening to podcasts. So <laughs> Kylan's always. Oh, that's exactly how trends. I sounded too, yeah, which is wild. That was my Kylan, wild stoner that, podcast. That phase. wasn't fair to you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, hey, hey you, you should listen to podcasts, man. <laughs> no, you do have a very good history of like telling me about things before like they get popular. Like I remember you telling me about like The Walking Dead before it was ever a show and like oh, wow. you were reading The Hunger Games before comment. like it became a movie. So when I, I was like, I'm pretty sure Kylan's told me about this stuff. So I used to be so cool. What you are, yeah, yeah. You you kind of know you have a you have your finger on the mm. on the on hipster you, pulse. Yeah, on the hipster yeah. pulse. <laughs> and, and then you moved to the up? mountains and had a kid. Yeah. And now I'm not cool at all. But <laughs> Uh, now you have dead. a podcast. So that's cool. Yeah, exactly. So full circle. Okay. Sorry. Speaking of mountains, to... as I'm flying over the mountains of... Probably of Oregon, segue, right? Of Oregon, yeah. I saw a lot of yeah. mountains in, of Alaska as well. So anyways, um, on that show, on the podcast, they were talking about this this band and Sons. And at the time, I mean, this record had been out for almost a year and a half. It's like one of those things, like, I mean, I was knee deep in like Jesus Freak Hideout and Indie Vision music, and I'd like never heard of this band. I was like, how did I not hear about this? And I think they like played a song, and I was like, oh, like when I get back to like civilization and Wi Fi and not in the Alaskan wilderness, like I'm going to check this band out. (laughs) And so I ordered the record, and they only made them on CD, unfortunately. It would be sweet if they were on vinyl, but they're only on CD. I had to order it from Slow Speak, and yeah, I mean, so that's how I f- found out about it. And and I had mentioned this in our episode, but it's one of those releases where it's like when people talk about if you know about Sons or if you're like, oh, yeah, like Sons is so good, then you're like, okay, like you you are like r- are really deep into like the Christian music You got your scene. finger on the hipster pulse. Man. You're one of the 729 <laughs> monthly listeners because like, yeah, yeah you, you, you are. So it's one of those things and like I, it was cool. Like, I mean, it was a year and a half before I heard about it, and Sons may have even right. already been disbanded by that point. By the time I right. like found them, as hmm. well. But yeah, so that was how I got into them, and then I just was like fell in love with the record. It's like one of those things, like when you find like a record or like a band where like everything clicks with you. Like, I don't right. know if y'all have this where like aesthetically, like the artwork does, and even like do you have it where like sure. song titles do. Where you're like, mm, yeah, yes. that's a good song title. Like I would, yeah. I'm into some bands have song titles where you're like that's I'm not into that. But right, right. Like this is one where all of it was like I'm like musically, aesthetically, yeah. It was just like mm-hmm. yes, this just totally meshes with my taste. Nice. That yeah, is rare, that. and that, yeah. and that's special. And therefore, I am glad that you snuck it in as a non wish list. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah this is a hundred percent a Josh wish list. <laughs> I mean, it but might he as didn't well put be. it as a wish list. In the schedule, thereby giving himself more opportunities for wishlist records later in the year. I see what you're doing. I see. <laughs> I see through you. So crafty. <laughs> Got me. Uh, Got me good. Sweet. So I have to say, yeah. To sort of give it right back to you, Josh. I think you're the one that introduced me to Sons. Okay. I think if so, I don't even remember doing it. So yeah, you know, I don't. I don't remember specifically either. I remember this being one of the first kind of like when I first got Spotify uh, like and found out and this is before you even had to do Spotify premium or whatever. And they had like albums because I was using it mostly to listen to stand up. But I remember <laughs> listening to this record. <laughs> and then it's like I totally forgot about it. And then over the past, you know, since we've been doing this podcast and stuff. 
uh, I feel like it's one you've kind of brought up a couple times. And I've always been like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, Sons. So it was either you or Joe, honestly, are, is who introduced me to this record. Nice. That sounds um, about right. Yeah, and I have no clue. I'll have to ask him uh, when this comes out. I'm I'm not a very much like a super indie like oh you've never heard of this band like we'll talk I have some points about this later but like this is Sons and like previous to signing with Tooth and Nail Mike Maines and the Branches was one and then like Moving Mountains were like bands that I'd be like oh have you heard of this band because I don't have right. many bands that I'm like you've probably never heard of this band but this was one of them for me where I could be like check this one out well that's just not your personality type anyway like I didn't know until this year. That Starflyer 59 was your favorite band of all time. <laughs> like, <laughs> just, like, you're not one of those guys. <laughs> so it might have been Joe that told me about this. It Who may knows? have been. I don't know if, yeah, because I don't know if I would have even, like, been like, Kylan would be into this. I should tell him kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So. But I'm 100% into this. Oh, so. all right. Uh, TJ, what about you? Don't what's show your, your what's hand, bud? I know. Well, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> um, I. Did not know about this band or this record until Josh put it on the schedule and said, hey, we're doing this. Hey, you're talking to Aaron Newberry in a couple weeks. <laughs> yeah. And I did I did some fun like research and, and caught up with all the things that I had been missing out on and jumped into this album headfirst. And we'll see how I felt about it. But yeah. Josh, I'm grateful to you. Um, well, you know, thanks TJ- for being the cool kid. That's yeah. the beauty this of this podcast. It <laughs> is, man. All right, take a drink. That's the beauty. We can all come together. That's what that's gotta be a CJ and shirt, man, right? That's like. the beauty of this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I'm 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 excited to get into it because uh yeah. it is really cool. Like, I'll just say up front, okay. This is not a Larry Norman experience, but it is Larry Norman adjacent. Right. Nice. I agree with that. That's what Very I'm going to cool. say. Because I agree with that. Josh, well, like I didn't know we, we, who we've the heck Larry yeah. Norman was, <laughs> and you like blew my mind, and I didn't know who Sons was. Well, I was also going in mostly blind with Larry Norman, whereas I'm not here. So, but yeah. we've learned. But you've garnered a, a a certain modicum of of trust, a level between of trust. TJ and I. Yes. Yeah. Yes. All right. Absolutely. Good. Also, man, we are doing all the hits. I did an SAT word. I said, why did I say uh, modicum? modicum? <laughs> like no one needs to use the word modicum. <laughs> <laughs> yeah okay that's super cool tj i'm i'm excited to get into it oh oh yeah. i wanted to talk about very briefly because we did the interview with aaron newberry which is coming out right after this um this is another episode in which we've kind of broken format a little mm-hmm. bit uh we're doing this all all in one go like a regular podcast. Yeah, exactly. Like a normal, <laughs> That's how they do those. Like a yeah. normal podcast. I've heard I've heard of this. So we're doing flopper bot predictions a little differently, right? Mm-hmm. Is that fair to say? Yeah. But let's go ahead and get into that really quick. At this point, we all have listened to the record and we all have notes and we all kind of know where we land on it, except for me. Right. I don't know where I don't I don't I don't want to know until the <laughs> end of this conversation. What even is reality uh, kind of? <laughs> Everything's made up, man. Josh, I think I know where you land, so I'll ask you first. But then I'm I'm genuinely very curious about uh, TJ. Like previous mm-hmm. to uh, listening to this record all the way through for this podcast, how would you have predicted uh, flopper bop and why? But let let's do Josh first, and yeah. then you TJ, and then I'll go. 
Sweet. Well, yeah, I'm very interested to hear where y'all land as well. This is definitely a bop for me. Um, and it's kind of gone through some phases. Like whenever I first got into this, like I like fell in, like I was like, I loved this record. And I was like, I would have put it like in my top 10 at the time. Like I was like full oh, wow. into this record with everything. And then just, and I don't know if maybe like I just like listened to it too much and then like just it was like, ah, I kind of overexposed myself to it a little bit or whatever. So then like I never didn't like this record, but there were times where I didn't like, it wasn't like it went where it was like super like personal, like huge for me. And then it was like, yeah, this is a good record that I enjoy. Um, but then like going back in to get ready for this interview and stuff like that. And like, since we've been doing the podcast, I think I was listening to it again. And I was like, I, this is a, like, I really do enjoy this record. Like, I think I like maybe pushed it away a little bit too much because I like pulled it in too close to begin with kind of thing. Right, so right. Mm-hmm. like, I think I'm at like a healthy level where I can be like, yeah, this is a really, really good record that I really enjoy. And I like have realized I have a lot of like, like fond memories of and like stuff like, like mm. that I associate with that record, like the, my Alaska right. trip and like some other stuff I'll talk about a little bit later. So it's just really, it's really personal to me, and I mean, I've had it for almost ten years, so I think it stands the test of time. So, I mean, it's easy bop for me that I would have predicted if we were doing an even traditional part A, part B kind of thing. Right. But yeah, well, it's so. a wish list record, so of course, yeah, it has to be. Yeah, <laughs> sneaky. It feels wish. weird uh, saying like a record from twenty twelve is a wish list record because it wasn't that long ago. But right, I, mean, I guess it. But it I was it's fine. Yeah, it was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, TJ, what do you think? What what before really diving into this record? Um Yeah. Where would you have landed, do you think? I I like, remember. What did you know? Like what did you know about the band? Like from just conversations and like Josh putting it on the schedule and maybe looking at the artwork and stuff. Like what was your impression? Yeah, I mean, I knew next to nothing. My impression was definitely like, "Oh, this is like okay, this I don't know I have no idea why I made this association, but do y'all know that band Paul Coleman Trio? Yes. I have no idea why, but I was like, they're gonna sound like the Paul Coleman Trio. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> or like, who's a band that's like that's similar to them? Like, um... like light rock, like light Christian rock. Right. Like, not Michael W. Smith, but not Pillar. You know, like. <laughs> well... <laughs> I, a, I don't know. I'm trying, like, I'm trying like, to narrow. Like Christian adult there. contemporary. Yeah, that's a great way to describe it. Yeah. I was like, they're going to sound like that. And and then even seeing the um, the album art, I was like, okay, so maybe they're a little edgier than I previously suspected. But it still didn't really give me quite enough information to to be like, oh, I'm going to love this. I'm going to bop it for sure. I'm I'm stoked, you know? So I was very like tentative and and kind of on the fence about it um i think i'm i'm fairly confident i would have uh f- predicted a flop for myself okay for this record. Mm. all right so, i love that yeah it also like brings another level of stakes to it when like we have an interview with an artist because they're like there's a chance they could listen to this and <laughs> right like, yeah, i still like trash totally. it and yeah <laughs> totally like, aaron listen to it and be like these guys hated my record. Like, you know, right, and right. Why and it was surely at a show. Ignorance. Yeah. Like, honestly. Yeah. Sweet. So for me, I, you know, knowing a little more than, than TJ, I think I also would have predicted a flop. 
And mm, w- mm-hmm. once again, you know, this is all, we don't know fully where we land yet, but I think I would have, because this is one of those records that I like, that unlike Josh, like I, I remember a period of time, like listening to it, but nothing like stuck with me. Mm, Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? So the fact that I kind of like forgot about it for so long indicate like would indicate to me potentially like a a flop because you know nothing you know there's nothing sticky about it like it just kind of like middle of the road or whatever like i don't remember it you know i didn't remember it being terrible but i don't remember being like vibing out to it but not being particularly impressed so my prediction would have been a flop right so with that being said we're going to take a quick break our listeners are going to listen to some beautiful, beautiful ads. <laughs> and when we come back, we will dive into 2012's Keep Quiet by Sons. Hey, TJ. Oh, hey, Josh. It didn't set out to be this year with Church Jams Now, but we've been talking about the wedding an awful lot this year on the yeah. show. And I'm not mad about it. You, you might say we're wedding singers singing the praises Ooh. of the band, The Wedding. I think we are. I think we're all big wedding fans, wedding singers, if you will. You probably got the most Adam Sandler hair to pull it off between the three of us. That's true. But if you're like me and you don't have TJ's glorious hair, um, (laughs) there is a way that you can sing along to the wedding at home. And that is by checking out our sponsor, CollideRecords.com. And you know, if you go on CollideRecords.com and look for the wedding, you're going to find their first two records on vinyl. What? They're self-titled and Polarity, both on vinyl, both on double vinyl as well. Ooh, I like a good double vinyl. Yes. Uh, I can say I personally have the Polarity vinyl, and it's pretty great. You can pick up both of them if you're wedding fans like us. And you know what? I've got a wedding present for you, if you will, TJ. (gasps) You do? What is it? I do. If you go to ClydeRecords.com and you put in the promo code church jams now you will receive not one not two but 20 percent off your first order wow that's incredible that's a serious chunk of change right there yeah how do we do that you just pick up one two 20 things that you want from collide records and in the promo code you enter church jams now all one word at checkout and you get 20 percent off you save some money, you support a great independent record store, and you get some great music as well. You know what? If I did that, I think that would be the best day ever. It might even be better than my The Wedding Day. The day you Don't saw The Wedding? Don't tell my wife I said that. Oh, yeah, oh, that's what actual meant. The that's Wedding Day. Oh, okay, okay. Good save, Josh. Good okay. save. Yeah, yeah. Looking <laughs> out for you. Check out Collide Records for The Wedding and tons of other great CDs and vinyl. And let's get back to the show. Welcome back. I hope you enjoyed those ads. This is like the first time, or not the first time, but it feels like it's still very new to us to like take a break and keep the same recording session. Yeah, normally we're <laughs> like, just okay, like, we're done. Yeah, it's super weird. It's what a uh, weird experience. I know. Yeah. yeah. How like every other podcast. Yeah, this is what normal <laughs> people do. <laughs> this is what people I'm do. I'm a little jealous. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Must be nice. <laughs> um, sweet. So... Of course, if you listen to part A, you'll know that uh, we listen to Keep Quiet by Sons, and we're going to talk about it. Do we have any general thoughts on the album before? <laughs> since listen, before we I dive have got in. a lot of general thoughts, Kylan. Since I, part Josh, 
in the 15 seconds of silence that that we uh did as an edit point mm-hmm, mm-hmm. well right. i have some general thoughts but i think i'll just keep quiet oh <laughs> there that's it an is. appropriate thing to do tj i've been waiting <laughs> i've been waiting for that uh, <laughs> well i've been waiting for one of you guys because you know i've been waiting for one of you to like tell me how good i'm doing at this and, oh i was you guys say kylan like i mean when we had to do the roman interview without you like i really got a respect for all that you had to have to do for the show <sighs> how you carry us so well and in and out like no one does it runs the show like you do you know <sighs> like well hang on josh that's that's really <laughs> great but i really i have to say i think you carried that interview josh i think ultimately you brought us the you know on point fiery journalism via interview with roman that that we needed well well, hold on hold on tj the the thing that i love is how even on records that you don't particularly love you bring this level of insight that it, I, I feel like far outstrips anything that, that I bring in. I so okay. appreciate your point of view okay. that you bring to the show. I'm going to cut you off right there, Kylan. You can be master of the flattery, all right? <laughs> you you get the title. You win. Guys, we're all masters of the flattery. <laughs> Collectively. That's the Collectively. new name of the show. Yep. Masters of the flattery. Welcome to Masters of the Flattery, Jams Now. Jams Now. Uh, <laughs> we got to keep the Jams Now. That's my no favorite matter what. bit. That's my favorite bit so far. That was a, that was great. Well, because that I was, was so like, sweet. We were also we all were like actually genuine about it though too. <laughs> yeah. It's true, and I, like I knew where we were going with it, but I was like, I hope that people realize like we're really playing into this <laughs> instead of just like going to this random compliment session, which is yeah, fine. You, you know, know what? More people Even if they don't, do that. yeah, exactly. You compliment your content. friends more, everybody. Yeah, yeah. compliment your friends. PSA: more. Be nice. Yeah. All right, here we go. Track number one, Masters of the Flattery. DJ, I want to know, like, you going into this record for the first time very recently... Thinking it was like, a Paul Coleman trio. I think Coleman this is going to be a flop. Paul Coleman trio. <laughs> like, when this <laughs> song this. starts, what are you thinking here? I'm thinking, is this like alternate universe as cities burn? That's what I wrote, too. I said, this is a perfect intersection of Crazy. Come Now, Sleep, and Hell or High Water. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's the in-between record. Yeah. Great opener. It, I was like, this isn't Cody, but is it Cody? <laughs> <laughs> so good. So good. Yeah, this blew my mind. I was like, all right, I'm ready for this record. <laughs> You're into it? Yeah. Yeah. It's so good, dude. This is this is a perfect album opener. And I know it's track one, guys, but this is my favorite track on the record. <laughs> no, it might be mine, too. Oh, wow. I, I have a hard time, honestly, on this record picking a favorite track. So, But but this is a contender. It, it, it bops. Well, it's the most streamed song on this record by... Almost double the second most right. streamed song. So I mean, for good, like you're not alone thinking that, right? <laughs> and it's great. Yeah, this is like the song you show someone. If you're like, oh, you should listen to Suns. Here's Masters yeah, of the for sure, for sure, right? Lyrical content is so good too. Yeah, I love his line. Don't play me like a member of your congregation. The way he delivers that too is just so good, so yeah. good. 
And then this right here at 150. The sticks. Yeah. Ah. It's so good. It builds so perfectly. And the song's yeah. under three minutes, but it, it, is. it just, oh. Oh, it's just perfect. So perfect. It's like <laughs> perfect uh, form in mm-hmm. the Kylan songbook. For sure. Yeah, and also the way he does that, uh, following up that congregation line, the Christian nation, like there's some, some fun like cadence there that is unexpected. Yeah. And you're like, wait, no, the line should have been longer. But then each time I listened to the song again, I was like, Oh no! I I like that it's short. Like mm-hmm. it, that was very thoughtful. It felt uh, catchy and fun. Yeah, mm-hmm. and the double chorus that's like um, double time and then halftime. Yeah, is just like classic kind yes, of like no, I love a half post hardcore <laughs> melodic rock song. I love half-time it. Halftime chorus is my jam. Yeah, yeah, it is. Oh yeah, so good. I love whenever. Vocalist will like repeat something like because uh, he says get 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 your kicks mm-hmm. while you can't so like I love whenever people do that or like uh, there's like a like a call like like right, where they yeah, like yeah. just re- like a stutter kind of effect kind of thing like I love when people do that which is like yeah. sure maybe you didn't come up with enough words to like have the syllables for it but I right. like it actually better than if you had thought of something I think so yeah how do you feel about catchy. how do you feel about the digital counterpart to that. Like, where people do the stutter effect completely digitally, like leading mm-hmm. into a line. Do, does it do the same thing for you? I can't, of course, now I can't think of any specifics. It's definitely more in, like, pop music and stuff. Yeah. But you know what I'm talking about? People too. do, like, sliced, like, where they slice the vocal. For sure. Into that yeah. versus just, like, a natural, like, version of doing it. I, I think, for the most part, I'm pretty middle of the road, which is why I like when people do it, like, when they're recording it themselves. But I am thinking of, uh, we did our Death Cap series in ben gibbard in your new twin size bed he says i guess mm. guess 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 oh that yeah, yeah. yeah so that one is digital which That's i like right. that one yeah. and that right. falls into that so yeah i think it's all cool. about execution for yeah. me yeah. it's a great question but i i i feel like either a digital like chopped and screwed thing or a performative get 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 can work either of mm. those can work for me personally if it's executed well right with intention that's how i feel yeah. We're yeah. all in agreement. What is this, yeah. Emery? Just so far. Good song, no notes. We'll just keep quiet for the rest of the record. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's funny you say that, because I feel like this song is maybe a little misleading, like, in how, like... <laughs> Big and full and rocking it is because then you yeah. get into the rest of the record and you're like that's one of oh, my biggest notes. It smells <laughs> like, like this. Oh, I was prepared for this one thing, and mm-hmm. then the rest of the record is not that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's so yeah, funny. Yeah, it's a true. tad misleading because there's like yeah, maybe only one other song I would say that is kind of to this level of like mm-hmm. tempo and like energy. Yeah. So yeah, I do think this song though sets a precedent in a good way for the rest of the record in that it it kind of sets a tone lyrically for like a little like sideways critique of like self-congratulatory and or like judgmental religious spheres. Yeah. That's that's a constant theme and and just like wrestling with your sort of relationship the the um the narrator's relationship with with those spaces. For sure. Yeah, which is also a very like ACB adjacent kind totally. of thing for sure and i think a lot of bands tried to do it and were very heavy-handed 
mm-hmm. at least so far, I'm gonna say, I don't think Sons is is too heavy handed in there. Right. In their critique, it feels very balanced, which I appreciate. Yeah, because that can get you know a little for much. sure. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. We we all have that that friend who deconstructed in a really annoying way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yep. Okay, so do we have anything else on Masters of the Flattery? I think you did a great job uh, moving us through that song, Kylan. Thanks. I thought I thought both of y'all's insights were were you had some so really great. good and, notes, TJ. And, yeah. yeah. Thanks, and dude. Josh, you were so smart bringing us this record. Yeah. I'm so proud Thanks. of both of you. Thanks, you guys. Nailed it. it made me believe in something. <laughs> there it, it is. <laughs> Track number two: Woo! Believe in Something. like that drum pattern kyle love it i love yeah, it feels like a kylan drum pattern. <laughs> i love does. all the drums on this record the drums are my favorite part yeah uh surprisingly i'll go ahead and say it now i don't have any specific call outs for sweet sweet bass hmm. uh it's, i think the bass is solid subdued. but yeah 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 I, I think i think the the i think his vocal and the drums are the two big parts of the record um yeah also sure. okay we i texted y'all this before we recorded i, I knew said, it all right <laughs> i knew it all right i knew this was gonna be the one how how quickly into this record are we gonna bring up copeland <laughs> yep. and here we are track two this is a hundred percent copeland oh my like, especially the and chorus there's the copeland influence as soon as yeah, yeah singing for yep. sure well yeah because his voice he does the hype like the falsetto like aaron marsh thing and the the melody lines and the harmony lines yep. are very 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 Copeland. Absolutely, even um, like in a great the way. song like yeah. almost could be on like Eat Sleep Repeat. It's like that for like sure the exactly sound of that era Copeland. Mm, it's that mm-hmm. same kind of like like that drum pattern's mostly the same throughout. There's that kind of like real ethereal feel to cyclical it, cyclical and atmospheric. Yeah. But then some of this guitar comes in, and I'm like, okay, to go back to the first song with Acidity's Burn, mm-hmm. like this album, a lot of it does, or this part of the album in particular feels like if you like Copeland and you like Acidity's Burn, then have we got a record for you? <laughs> yeah. Like, and you know, I don't know. I I was thinking about it and writing my notes, and I was like, I guess on on one level, you could potentially call it like derivative to a certain extent. It seems like Aaron is definitely wearing his influences on his sleeve, you know, mm. starting out this record. But those are two fucking great bands. That... And they're totally different. So it's yeah. almost like the blending of those two sounds, the 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 excellent execution of the blending exactly. of those two sounds is the is like a a level of unique artistry that nobody yeah. else has ever done. I haven't exactly. heard that. And it's so good, dude. It's yeah. so good. It's pretty cool. Oh yeah. And those strings are really great. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know who played or if it was if we know if it was pl- performed or if it's <clears throat> Josh has the line. Let's go, notes. Josh. Kara Fox one. did cello and the arrangements, and Laura cool. Mustin did violin. Oh, cool. incredible! Which great work. I, from what I could tell, Laura Mustin is not related to Joe Mustin of Advent Advent and Beloved, but maybe no. she is. I couldn't tell maybe. though. Maybe he it's knows. not his wife. 
So, or I or <laughs> his sister. It. I don't think so. Okay. I think she's also so musical, thorough, Josh. I was because <laughs> really I saw Must and I was like, voice. oh man, maybe maybe this is a pull kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I do have a couple other random ones, but it didn't cool. like other notes nice. or like credit notes. I'll say I've talked about this before, and so I'm being consistent. I don't like when track two brings it down. You know, especially right. yeah, after yeah. coming off of Masters of the Flattery. Yeah. And this is kind of like a weird song. Like, yep. it is 90, se- it's like a 90 second song because yeah. there's like one or two verses or like a part A, part B kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And then the last 90 seconds are just like an instrumental outro. By the outro, yeah. Yeah. And so it, there's like, no lyrics really. Like, it seems weird as a track too. Like, I know the band really loves this record. Like, Aaron mentioned it in his interview. And this is one of the three record songs they picked for their Keep Quieter EP. So they really seem right. to like yeah, this yeah. song. And it's not a bad song. It's just track two seems like a weird place for it for me. Yeah. I love when the drums hit. Like, the very first part of this track feels like a cool shift in, mm-hmm. in like, tone and dynamic. But then I agree with you. Like, I got to 30, 40 seconds in, and I was like, huh, there's a dip. Like, right. why is it here? It, I, that was the question I came to. was like, why is it here? Why is it track well, two? Well, so I wonder then if it is because this is essentially their, like, first and only record. Mm. It's got a little bit of that. We've talked quite a bit on this show of like first albums doing that kind of like throwing out everything you have. Right. When potentially I know it's 12 songs, but I think if you added a couple, it could almost be two different records. You know what I mean? Like with a little more like precision, but I get it. I get the whole like, we're going to shoot our shot. Like, this is it. Like, let's get, right. you know, everything we've been working on. Well, it's yeah. a good thing Out. they did since they only made yeah, one. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so. Yeah. And if they like the song, you know, I mean, yeah. like you said, Josh, if it showed up on the EP also, like, clearly it's just, it, it holds a special place for them. So that matters, you know. I have a, a, a very rare Kyle and Savage super technical time signature note. Let's oh. go. Uh, so the song's in six eight, but did you, did you guys catch that he did? Um, he added on er, or one part. Uh, it just hits three. Yeah, it goes at oh, two like fifteen. I think. Kind of thing? Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh. here, let's listen to this. Yeah, right there. Yep. Nice. Yeah, and it feels like three too. Like uh-huh. it really has that kind of waltz dot, feel dot, from yeah, exactly six eight. It's it's effective. I thought that was Pretty really cool. cool. Yeah, yeah, especially for such a long instrumental jam to mm-hmm. throw in something like that. It like it, it even candy. if you don't necessarily catch it, it kind of hooks your ear. Right. Super cool. Nah, I mean, I've not caught that in ten years of listening to this record. So I love that. <laughs> oh, there that's you cool. go. You go. There you go. That's yeah. the beauty of this podcast. <laughs> that's the beauty of this podcast. My one note, and this is kind of like a recurring theme of like how I talked about like bringing it down for track two. I did find Scott Freiberger, who I'm not sure if you listened to the show, um, but if you do, shout out to you, Scott. In his Jesus Freak Hideout review of this record in 2012, he said, a good portion of keep quiet tends to, well, keep quiet. <laughs> and it's like the, kind of what we talked about. I thought that was like a funny way of putting it, but it's true. It's yeah. like you come out, you hear Masters of the Flattery, and you're like, whoa, cool, big. And then mm-hmm. like the rest right. of the record's like, actually, we're going to like bring it down a little kind of thing. Right. So I thought it was a good way, a poignant way of saying that, something that I like, thought all these years like listening to this record like yeah like 
That's mm. not like the true sun's sound, maybe, or like what or what right. most of this record has in store for you. Right, for and sure. This is definitely getting you into that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think it's like not to not to um, divulge too much of of what we cover with Aaron in the interview, but it really thinking about that connects so much when you when you look at his trajectory and his career path, mm-hmm. like where he's at now. Right. I thought that a lot. Composition. Listen to yeah. So much of this album feels mm-hmm. like just intentional arrangement and 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 compositional like genius. And so right. a lot of those songs that are based on that kind of foundation are going to feel more meditative and more like slow and more somber. Right. So I I was able to sort of recontextualize my listen the second time around after our conversation with him and it really shifted my perspective because it is a shift to go from masters of flattery to this to a few of the other songs coming up for sure but it 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 kind of it 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 tweaked my perspective a little bit that's that's all i'll say about that nice i I love that that. keep quiet guys okay all right we don't have a guest but hush sorry sorry (laughs) keep quiet let's move on to track number three title track keep quiet They sound great. Dude. Yeah, okay, because I don't feel like the drums do like a ton of like flashy, like big stuff on this record. What is it that about the drums that you really love? Uh I love the mix. And Same. they're they're it's very like that specific like emo post hardcore thing that I love where it's just like it's a little it's a little flashy, it's a little fill heavy. It's parts. But it's like drum yeah. parts. Exactly. Like the drummer wrote things, and the performance matches the the thought behind the parts. It, they're so intricate. Like the the mm-hmm. rhythmic ideas are are ear catching, and like yeah. you said, Colin, the mix is great. Like it the showcases mix? the drums. Mm-hmm. They just hit really hard. Yeah, this is like my favorite kind of drum sound. Like this is like where you can tell. Like the the kick and the snare are really coming through. They're really compressed, but it still mm-hmm. feels like there's a lot of space. Yeah, mm-hmm. in the mix. Yeah, they're big without like taking over Feeling without compact. being like yeah. so mm-hmm. compressed. I share this record today with a friend of the show, Cortland Coffee, fellow nice. fellow nice. emo enthusiast. Yeah, and I was like, Hey, man, have you listened to this record? And he had missed it, and he's like, Oh, cool! I'm gonna put this on today. And we were talking a little bit back and forth, and he brought up something that I couldn't quite figure out, but I don't know if you guys ever listened to, there's an emo band called This Providence. Mm -mm. They have a song, Wolf in Sheep's Clothing, uh, which is one of my favorites. Uh, I'm actually going to play them really quick, that he was like, dude, this sounds so much like This Providence. Hmm. I 100% agreed. So I'm just going to play just a little clip of that. His voice kind of sounds like it. This Providence is a little more poppy. And this is, you know, more like... But especially those high kind of yelly parts. Oh, yeah. 
But yeah, I thought that was that was hmm. a good comparison. That was a good pull. That is. So I needed to shout out Cortland real nice. quick because this song does just scratch all my emo itches. My <laughs> <man>. <laughs> yeah. And it's it got also, that weird. Oh, go ahead. I was gonna say it also reminds me again even more of ACB, like Come Now Sleep era. Yeah. And Tyler Reed. Did y'all ever listen to Tyler Reed? Yeah. Mm-hmm. The his voice, especially on this track, uh, makes me think of the vocalist from Tyler Reed. Love that. In a great way. And it's got that like weird twinkly synth arpeggiator or piano yes. with the arpeggiator yes. that feels very like prog rock for just like yeah. a part of the song. Yeah. I yeah. Like, all the production's really interesting. And kind of like you were saying, TJ, of like seeing where Aaron is now, like it makes right. sense. Yes. It's like such a vibe. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's the Muse piano line that he talked about yeah. putting in there yeah. that they tried to oh. talk him out of. I love it. It's funny you're talking about the prog rock a little bit because like when it goes down to the quiet chorus at the end, I feel mm. like Aaron's vocals sound real Anthony Green. Yeah. yeah. Like in that last chorus. Yeah, I was listening. Yeah, that, so I've got so many comparisons all all across this record. Um, and Circus Survive was one that my wife brought up today when we were listening in the car. She was like, yeah, it, nice. sounds, it sounds a lot like Circus Survive. Yeah, I totally get that. I love mm-hmm. it. Also, this is the beginning of I didn't realize for the rest of this record. Uh, it's got a little bit. Of, it's got some spooky vibes. Yes, it completely. Does. Uh, yeah, and I can see why this resonates with Josh. Yeah, Josh, it does. Resident spooky music lover. I love spooky music, <laughs> and that transitions perfectly into a quote that I found in an interview that Aaron did with Indivision Music on December twenty eighth, two thousand nine where he was asked, maybe by Brandon from IVM, uh, when shall we expect a full-length record to be completed, and was asking about it, and Aaron replied, he said, a dark record in tone, feel, and subject matter. I sense a lot of mystery and unknown to be explored that even I'm not completely prepared for. I keep getting little ideas here and there, and they all shock me at their depth and texture and feel, and all I can think to accompany is darkness. Not an evil darkness, rather a mysterious dark. It's mm. another way to say spooky. It is another yeah. way to say spooky, yeah. It's also, so I, like, very Enneagram 4. Sorry, weird, yeah, weird left turn, sure. but, like... For sure. I was just, like, resonating hard with that. <laughs> Dang, that was 2009? That was, yeah, that was an interview yeah. in 2009. That was three years wow. before this record came out. So these songs yeah. must have been bubbling, brewing in a cauldron of spook for yeah, him. Yeah, for yeah. a while. Cauldron of spook. Cauldron I love of that. Spook. <laughs> That's what we're going to do for our Halloween episode this year. Yeah. Welcome to Church Jumps now in the Cauldron of Spook. <laughs> that sounds like if we had a series of like, not kids books, not young adult books, but like chapter books, where we yep. went on like Hardy Boys adventures, like yep. Church Jumps now <laughs> in the Cauldron, and the cauldron of, of Spook. spook. <laughs> oh, that's good. Uh, I love that. And okay. Aaron would would score the, the oh, yeah. uh, adaptation sure. on Amazon. For sure. Perfect. For sure. Uh, all right. We got anything else about Keep Quiet? I kept quiet for you. Mm, I, this also features a sort of longish instrumental section. Yeah. That's like, you know, a little bit of an energy dip. Um, that's true. Or maybe not an energy dip, but it's like less lyrical content and, mm-hmm. you know. But you know what? Like something that I appreciated about those sort of instrumental sections, something that, that we've talked about. I specifically remember we talked about it on Pillar and on our Newsboy, on uh uh, take me to your leader, uh, where it felt like 
the singer or whoever wrote the song didn't have enough lyrics. So they mm-hmm. just like repeated stuff just for the mm-hmm. sake of repeating it. And yep. I feel like Aaron didn't like fall into that trap. Like he no, wrote no. the amount of lyrics that he thought was appropriate and then yep. just like vibed out, which yep. <laughs> I yeah. fucking love. Yeah, the band no, just go. Always yeah. feels purposeful. Yeah. Yeah. So I will always take instrumental instrumental jams over just repeating a chorus six times. You know what <laughs> yeah, I mean? Absolutely. <laughs> yes. Um, so I don't have a pun for track four. So we ready to move on to retribution? Oh, you you'll feel my retribution later. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Feels Copeland. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, yeah. No, go ahead. That does sound like This, like, chromatic descending guitar part, I feel like is a, maybe a little clunky. I'm not crazy about it, but the second half of it, so here's like the staccato part. But then when this second half hits right here, this is the most Visu thing ever. Like, that's For a sure. Tepe <laughs> line off of Visu. Is what say, that yeah, is. Yeah. It's, nice. it's like emo post hardcore perfection right there. It's yeah. like, is it just like hammer ons and pull offs like on an open, open it Probably is. It's probably because it just has that of destinations kind of feel, mm-hmm. which is probably why. But I just feel like even like sonically, like compositionally, like it in like just like the feel, the mood of it feels like mm-hmm. it would fit on Visu kind of thing mm-hmm. so. for sure. But it's so good. I love this track. This was another contender for my favorite. Mm, nice. I still have not awarded my favorite, so y'all. Yeah. Oh, you're still up in the, Okay, you're still, still up, up in the air. All right, cool. Yep. So, Masters of the Flatters in the running and Retribution now. Correct. Yeah. Love okay. that. I'm on the edge of my seat. I like how he goes back and forth between the kind of Aaron Marshy Copelandy high voice, high pitch falsetto, yep. but then his low voice. His low voice is so good. His, yeah. his voice is just like. The kind of emo voice that I wanted in high school, so bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but when my voice dropped in ninth grade, I could only sound like Rob Thomas for like six years. <laughs> and so, <laughs> like, I could not do it. But I was listening to stuff like this and like Seosin and Circus Survive. And I was like, I want to do that, <laughs> but I can't. <laughs> yeah. I love about this song that it has great dynamic rise and fall because it's a mid-tempo or a slow tempo song it's track four that could dip and like feel really kind of boring or like you know it could be a sleeper sort of track but i don't think this song is because it really takes you on a journey it's got a bunch of different parts like and then it goes into this like big full band that feels kind of anthony yeah which is like a lift sort of thematically Well, I agree with you because, and I was struggling because I was trying to figure out the problem of like the placement of believe in something. And I was like, do I swap, Mm -hmm. keep quiet and put that as track two? But I like Mm. the title track being the third one. Right. But I think I'm going to go with, I would switch retribution and believe in something. I would put this as track two because I feel like it it has that like, like it, it starts quiet, but then it yeah. gets big. So, like, right. I feel like you can 
start quiet if you get big with it as a track two kind of thing like bring it down and then boom and then it has sure. all the dynamics that rise and flow and it does get pretty big of course so i feel like yep. that would be a better i agree follow yeah so i i really like that and the last thing i have is i really like the part uh 134 after the first chorus um their guitar line the drum beat and there's a little bit of like sweet sweet bass in there from jacob bundren i feel like that part just like works really well Mm-hmm. This part right here. Yeah, yeah. I like that. It's just, it's simple. There's not like I know anything crazy going on, but like, it's but it just like you can lock in in a groove. Yeah, right. Yeah. Absolutely. Also, this song kind of gave me like low key My Chemical Romance vibes. Like, interesting. Mm, there's a interesting. lot more emo on this record than I realized. There's a lot of emo, buddy. <laughs> Some of that kind of like it's, gothic, yeah. like modern gothic theatrical pop. For sure, you know, um, and like I don't know, like a lot of it with the piano heavy mix is like Keen and like Cool mm-hmm. Hand Luke and like some of those like ballads from Muse. Like I know we right. talked about Muse already. Like you said, Kyle, and there's so many reference points on this album. Yeah, for it's sure. almost like uh, Aaron is just like kind of a wonderkind at pulling from different influences and then re formulating them and like synthesizing them into something that 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 feels true to himself and then it creates this whole new thing yeah i don't know i'm on board for it and i and definitely in this song (laughs) yeah for sure this this makes sense that it would be uh, in the running for a tj favorite Uh uh-huh yeah definitely also the lyrics marks and beasts while news perverts the truth and scares the free but you didn't know yeah you didn't know i like that line a lot yeah, this is, I'm surprised this isn't just automatically your favorite song on the record. Yeah. It's, it's I mean, taking all your boxes, man. But Masters of Flattery just like... Yeah, I know. <laughs> it, it slaps, man. That song goes it hard. Does. Um, also, speaking of that, this is that line about the free. This is the second reference to this idea of a people that's free. Mm. The first is in Masters of Flattery where, where he says, Get your kicks while you can. We are the masters of the flattery for every man. Handing habits to the free, and taking all that we can. Mm. So I want to know who this group of people that are the free are, and I would love any theories y'all have as we make our way through this record, or if you have any theories now. Yeah, well, I gotta think on it. Yeah, I gotta think on it. Yeah, no That's pressure. I. Uh, yeah, Sweet. I just want to throw okay. that out there because it seems to I be a recurring. Thing. Yeah, yeah, for sure. All right, let's move on to track number five, Caution. Killer souls we have become Throwing caution to the wind We've been searching for forever Just to find where it begins This feels, again, very ACB, that intro, his vocal. This is the second most streamed song on the record oh so hot take on this is the first and potentially only song that i would cut from this record really yeah i could see that. i don't like this song at all it's definitely a lull for me in the record it's great the song is great i in the context of the album i have a hard time sticking with it as a listener right Hmm. Well, because it it goes into this thing, especially towards the end, that feels, uh, and and I'm curious 
how Aaron would feel about it now, you know, since since we we talked to him, but it goes into this very like kind of typical-ish worshipy kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And I can't explain it, and it has nothing to do with theology or anything beyond that. I just, I have a problem when people just use the word Jesus and <laughs> spread it out really long. Mm-hmm. You know what without, I mean? Like Without like, like substantiating the idea. Yeah, like just using just it like, almost as like a, not an onomatopoeia, what word am I thinking of? Like a... This I just I don't I I yeah, don't because he doesn't like follow that. it up with anything right like exactly it's, it's just kind it, of on its own it kind of goes back to the part that I didn't like of like if you didn't write enough lyrics and you're just kind of trying to fill space mm-hmm. uh, hmm. I I don't I don't like it I don't I can't I can't get past it and like I said nothing about the you know n- no theological judgment or anything behind it it sure. just feels weak to me. Right, from a songwriting place. It's like, you mm-hmm. you would have done something different. Yeah. Yeah. And I would love to hear from Aaron about that, too, because it's like, I could see how, maybe as he was writing it, he was like, oh, what I'm trying to convey, right. the name Jesus actually works. Mm-hmm. And maybe there's like some context that, at least for me as a listener, I'm like, well, that's lost on me. I don't know what that is. Right. That doesn't mean, you know, if I had the context you had from the perspective of the songwriter, maybe it's like, it would land entirely. But I, I'm with you, Colin. I kind of, that, it's harder for me to like really, yeah, lock into that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I, I feel the same way. Because the next thing he says is when will it end? So you could see like, is he addressing and asking? But like right. the thought doesn't, it seems to be a different thought when that happens. Because a lot of right. time happens between when he says that and then it, when he says that lyric, it seems to be a part of another section kind of thing. So yeah. yeah. Right. I'm with you on the on that. I will say, I feel like this is one of like the standouts on the records, and I didn't really realize it until kind of like digging into it for our interview and for this listen that I was like, oh yeah. wow, I really like Caution. Like, especially I think it's the perfect place for it as like kind of closing out side A essentially right. in a way. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, so I really like it there, and it's it's really full. It's got some really cool like got some strings in it mm-hmm. and then it does have another like it brings it down and you think it's done and then it goes back again for another 45 second outro yeah. jam right so i i like it where it is on the record and i i think it's the second stream song on this record for good reason so yeah it was one of the it was one that i kind of got to like figure out how much i really liked it going into this listen so right that, that was, was cool awesome. yeah yeah no, and that makes sense. That's a great point about sort of like helping close side A of the record. Mm-hmm. Viewing it from that lens helps me appreciate what it is. Even the kind of in jam uh, hits harder when you think about it that way. And right. I really do love the gang vocals and the kind of shreddy, I'm coining a phrase here, you guys, shreddy catharsis. Oh, oh, I do like that. That's good. I like that too. Yeah, because yeah. that's what I felt. At the end mm. there, there's some serious shreddy catharsis. Yeah. And I like that. Th- those were strong moments in the, in the song for me. Um, so it ended strong, and I like I liked Good. Nice, nice. Coming back uh, around. I like when we all have wildly varying opinions of specific yeah. songs. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's As way better always. than being like, yeah, we all like this, right? Yeah. Right, okay. yeah, yeah. It's no Emory, guys. 
We've learned our lesson <laughs> after that episode. And as a lyrical counterpoint to the this group of people called the free, he says, we have made grace into our game, capturing hearts and making slaves. Yeah, that's mm. good. So now there's a juxtaposition. Well, I think, you know, not to get too much into it, but I feel like my first initial like gut reaction to kind of all the things he's saying about being free, it seems like there's a lot of that sort of like similar to to Cody Bonnet from Acid mm-hmm. Burn of like not mad at Christianity, but mad at the church. It seems mm. very like, like American church. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like very like westernized mm-hmm. religion. Very like critical of of that and how yeah. the the money lenders in the temple and yeah nationalism. The, the, these are themes that seem to kind of rub him the wrong way a little bit that he's trying to point sure. out. Yeah, that seems like a sure. recurring theme over the whole record. Yeah. Definitely. All right, sweet. Well, let's move on to track number six, guys. Track six, Sea of Glass. So this is the start of what I'm calling on the record the love drug run. Yes. Hmm, okay. All right. <laughs> I totally get that. Right? Like yeah. production wise, there it, to go back to the spooky vibe thing, like it feels love drug. Like this right here, this going to that like weird minor chord, it feels very love drug. And a lot mm-hmm. of the production on this and then the next couple songs, uh, I get a lot of, of love drug vibes. Mm. Yeah. Which I was holding out because we were talking like we were talking about spooky and we were talking yeah. about like my chemical romance and this right. like and gothic emo yep. and like all this yep. stuff and i was like gotta save it don't you gotta save it, it man <laughs> you got you got you got that sick line the love drug run you mm. gotta save it don't bring it up <laughs> <laughs> well done it's so well hard done, not you know. to good job man you really proud did you. a great job there thanks oh. i'm yeah. really <laughs> proud of you yeah no uh, one could have held that together more than you yeah no uh, I think you're totally right, like, saying the love drug. I've always thought, like, ever since I heard this, of course, and I was, like, a pretty new Thrice fan whenever I got into this record, so my immediate thought was, like, oh, this is, like, a Alchemy Index Water right. Volume 2. Sure. Like, this could totally be on that. Like, it's kind of got, like, the night diving kind of vibe to it. So, and it's called Sea of Glass, of course. So, right, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, I've always thought, like, imagery. oh, okay, this is very... <laughs> a borrow from the Alchemy Index, which is that makes sense. always cool with me, you know? Yeah. For a short song, I thought it felt very interstitial and potentially too long. I don't know. I think that's... it could be shorter as well. Yeah, yeah. agreed. I think, yeah, because I view it as like the transition from side A to side B, and I think For sure. it should be like, I think it takes a little too much time instrumentally. I think it should have just like run through with all of Aaron's lyrics and kind of just built from there and. You could have shaved off like 45 seconds or something like that. Yeah. So I agree. Yeah. There's not much else to say about it unless TJ, you got, you got anything. It's a good vibe though, but yeah, my notes are ethereal and cool. I'm vibing. (laughs) 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 That's it. That's all I got. There you go. Sweet. All right. Let's move on to track number seven. Doubt. Doubt. 
one of the songs that was originally appeared on the Genesis Prologue, their first EP, and was re-recorded for this one, along with Caution. And intro, for good reason. Also very nice. love drug. Yes. Yeah. And right? as cities burn, too. <laughs> yeah. Although, once he gets into the verses, I have another reference point, guys. Oh, man. What could it be? I'm thinking Manchester. That's what I was going to say. This uh, is a Manchester okay, yeah, song. I've always totally. thought this was a Manchester song. This is totally yes. a means everything to nothing kind of. Yes. Especially that verse, the way he sings, the melody mm-hmm. line. And with that guitar. Well, and that palm Just muted guitar, that. too. Yes. It's like that, that Tony yeah. the Tiger kind of uh-huh. palm muted. Yeah. Yeah. It is very Manchester. Yeah. This could totally, I could hear Andy Hall singing this, too. 100%. This is my third potential favorite song <laughs> it's great it's great this is my second favorite i think nice you're here for the high energy i am man i am yeah i think they could have used i like where this song is because i think you need it after sea of glass but i think they could have used another higher energy song like this and masters of flattery inside a for sure yeah agreed well that goes back to my thing of like i feel like it could almost be two records if you added a couple more songs, you could have the maybe slower record and the like heavier, I guess, because not necessarily like more up tempo, but just kind of heavier, higher energy. For sure. Oh, and then second verse, they bring in the dotted eighth delay mm-hmm. on the guitar. Oh, yeah, that's great. Oh, it's so good. I don't know if it was this one that made me think of it, but. There's a lot of classic crime vibes on this record, too. Oh, yeah. Mm, you know? Okay, yeah. Man, this is our, I think, our most comparison-heavy We haven't got this reference in a while, yeah. I know. It's fun. Yeah. I like it. But, like I said, I think it goes back to, you know, I don't know if Aaron was necessarily influenced specifically by these bands, but he yeah. said he seems he like... He played like, in like, half of them, so... Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's very that. true. <laughs> there is that. Uh, yeah, I think it goes to this sort of, you know, like TG was saying, how he could sort of reformulate these different magical influences. He was... Walking synthesis. Is, is, is this a word? Chameleonic? It is now. <laughs> Ability to, like... Kylan, I love how you just, like, come up with words on the fly like that. <laughs> No one else that I know can do it as oh, well as you okay. do. Okay, you're not, you're such a master of flattery. <laughs> I have the There's doubt no doubt that. that anyone else could do it better than you, Kylan. <laughs> hey, chameleonic is a real word, resembling a chameleon. Sick. <laughs> you heard it here, Jammers. Chameleonic. That's the word of the day. <laughs> it came out of a cauldron of spook. We, we oh, saw it climb perfect. out. Perfect. <laughs> He says Come Emmanuel in the bridge, and Sons later recorded a version of Oh Come Emmanuel on the Slow Speak Christmas record. Fun fact. Oh, nice. Nice. Yeah, it's really good. That's cool. That's, oh, that's, that's a great little bit of trivia, Josh. I, okay, I'd why does something trivia, like that Josh? exist? Why does something like that exist? And you guys have been making me sit through fucking Amy Grant and all this other bullshit Christmas stuff. Hey, don't I would you, listen to that don't in a heartbeat. Don't you throw shade. At Amy's, I know. I realized. Did you see? I didn't say it because the second I realized what I was saying, watch yourself. I was like, I'm not gonna say it. I'm not gonna say it. No, I'm I'm kidding. But that'd be a fun record to cover. Yeah, Christmas. I would love to do that. That'd be a lot of fun. Just throwing it out there. It's compilation. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it could work. It's hard to yeah. It's hard to get by. I don't think it's out there right now. But we could find a way to. You're just look at you. You got your finger on the hipster pulse, man. 
Oh, I bought the I bought the song a long time ago, so I still have it. <laughs> it's going to be in a WC, WCJN for this year. So. Oh, nice. Yeah, there we go. Okay, yeah. we got anything else on doubt? Can it's we a, listen to the bridge again? It's a, it's a oh, banger. yeah, yeah. This snare part uh-huh. is really good because it's kind of um, unassumingly complex. The the accents that he's throwing into that role yep. are kind of all over the place. They're a little, like, unpredictable. Um, but they also right. work really well to build that tension and that, and that di- like, yep. dynamic kind of expansion of this song and then like when the guitar comes in it it pairs with this with the snare roll and then that drop is huge and then the punk drums coming in and then the the full chorus after a stop that whole section so good it hits man and it and it it, this might be my favorite it pays off i'm telling you man it's my third contender it might be my favorite. Well, and song. then at three thirty-five, you get like that chord note change, that uh-huh. with like the bass joining in with the guitar it's too. Just so like, good, yeah, that's really. It's good. okay to bring another reference point. It's <laughs> reminiscent of when we talked about to catch for us the foxes, the me without you thing of like writing that line between technical skill and vibe. You know what yes. I mean? Like it's vibe that only comes through from knowing your shit. Yeah. You know and, what I mean? And your fellow bandmates. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's really locking in with them. Mm-hmm. You know, they may not be Louisiana's finest jazz band, but they've, Oklahoma they took City. some notes. Oklahoma City's <laughs> finest jazz band. Sons. There it is. There it is. <laughs> Formerly Sons of God. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I, so I do have like a little bit of a personal note with this. For, for some reason, it's just funny how like things, like how your brain will just associate and lock into things or whatever. But like, I don't know, like whenever I was like listening to this record, I was like, I was like still living like at DBU and working at DBU and like I was at a church, but like, I don't know, it was just like in a time in my life where I was like ready to be like, I'm ready for things like to feel more like where I should be or like, I don't know. And like, I always like, this is very specific to DFW, but I was like, I like wanted to like live in Mansfield that always just seemed like a place like that would feel more like kind of like home or something like that. Mm -hmm. But I wasn't, and I was like never there anyways. I don't know why I randomly thought of it or whatever, but for some (laughs) reason I have like this memory associated with doubt. I don't know if like I was on like I-20 and like looking at 360 like towards Mansfield and like maybe someday I'll be living in Mansfield and like I was at a church, but I was like, it wasn't like, I don't want to be like, uh, I was like, I want to be like a, church where i was more involved and like 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 the youth and stuff like that right and i don't know it's like this random thought i had and then like a couple years later like i was like living in mansfield and involved in like this uh really cool church that i like being a part of and like and the youth and like i didn't even realize it i don't know if i was like listening to this song again later or something but then like it's one of those thoughts where i was like oh yeah like i remember having that thought (laughs) brought you back 2013 and it was like a couple years later like all that was like happening which is like a cool like just a cool reminder and so like for some reason that whole thing is like locked up in this song for me i love that yeah which is like cool like so like i talked about like discovering this album like kind of on the way to alaska and then coming back and buying it and then like so like it has a lot of like really like cool cool personal like memories and experiences wrapped up with with it and so I love that. Yeah, I also, cool. I love the irony of you associating this like 
you essentially setting a goal for yourself and reaching that point and associating it with a song called Doubt. Doubt. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, I just love that. Yeah. Like, like the I dramatic irony has... of that is incredible. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think it's like necessarily related to that, but that memory is right. Yeah. To exactly. Because it's just, yeah. For exactly. Some reason. I just yeah. think that's great. I love that. Yeah. No, it's that's like a really detail cool. you couldn't write. Yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> and the cyclical nature of it too feels very profound that you were able to kind of call that memory up hearing the song and being like, oh, you know, I'm I'm kind of in that place and time in my life that I envisioned to to come full circle like that is really cool. Yeah. Josh, I just got to say, like, that was just such a beautiful anecdote. And I just love everything you bring to this podcast, like specifically stories like that. You know, I just, yeah. I'm... Okay, this bit is actually really fun for me because I do like when we compliment like, each other. It's like, like when we go on other compliments. When we like, go on other people's shows, because we did that both times we were on growing up Fundy. We we're just true. like, yeah, these guys are super cool. They're my best yeah. friends. Like, I, I love, love And it's just like. <laughs> we can't say that on our show. <laughs> I know. But so here's our opportunity. Unless man. we have we a are, bit. Yeah. That's like, that's such a, that's such a commentary on like modern masculine friendships that we don't have to get into. Um, yeah. Let's move on to track number eight. Under the Sun. I'm just a man that's living under the sun Just a poor imitation of my king that's to come I'm just a man that's living under the sun Doubt and Under the Sun, I feel, brought some much-needed energy back to this record yes yeah, yeah i feel like this could have been on side a but spoiler alert it's what makes me love side b so much i'm a big oh, side right. b yeah. fan yeah. of this record okay, that's that's i, I kind of ended up in that position it's like i think i like side b more yes but i was already kind of so affected by like i kind of wish they were flipped but i'm just more of a side a guy than a side b oh, you know yeah. okay I'm, all right yeah, this song is good. Yeah, I feel like this is the uh, maybe whenever they're like picking album covers for the record, someone like was like maybe they were like between naming it "Keep Quiet" or "Under the Sun" and they picked mm-hmm. the album cover for "Under the Sun" and then they decided to name it "Keep Quiet." And they're like, <laughs> quiet, "Oh, we right. already have the yeah, album yeah, cover yeah. picked out, so yeah. maybe we should go with that." But I do really love the album artwork on it, and I do too. it makes it feel like I discovered this band in summer but i feel like the artwork makes it feel like a summer record like you can feel the heat from the picture mm-hmm. completely it's, it's kind of like a cooler define the great line i might say like mm. i like the colors of it a lot yeah the color scheme is nice yeah it's the nice blue we don't talk about album art as much on this show no, as we, we don't. should i, I think. thought about like making it in the research portion or not whether we should but I like we just should artwork. we should just like beyond the research we should just make more of a point to talk about the artwork yeah we should Okay, you guys ready for another reference point that Let's I think go. is going to blow your minds? I don't think any any of y'all have thought of this, but and I could be totally wrong, but maybe you'll hear it the way I hear it. On this song mostly, there's maybe one other song, but his okay, he does this thing with his voice, and his voice sounds so different across this whole record, which is crazy. Yeah. This chorus, even though production-wise feels like Love Drug, you know who his voice reminds me of on this song? Bryce Avery from the Rocket Summer. Listen to this. I'm just a 
Yeah, I can hear it. Like later, Rocket Summer, right? He doesn't get quite as high as Bryce Avery, but yeah. Mm, okay, doing right. some of those like messenger, messenger. like with yeah. a little bit of vibrato, ah, feels okay. very Bryce Avery yeah. to me. <laughs> All right, I did not expect a rocket summer reference. I know, right? And yeah. I didn't either, man. I didn't either, but yeah, because it goes so hard and it's so spooky. Yeah, but the production is so spooky. It's so love drug. It's like love drug presents the rocket summer. <laughs> <laughs> Bryce Avery co-wrote a song with Michael Shepard. <laughs> yeah, it's a uh, Michael Shepard Productions. <laughs> yeah, po- it's a post credit scene. <laughs> yep. Oh, this would totally be a post credit song on uh, the Love Drug movie that we're writing. <laughs> yep. Yeah, pretend you're alive. <laughs> pretend you're alive under the sun. Speaking of going hard, I do like Jordan going to town on the drums and that bridge on that snare yeah. again. Ah, oh, he's like crushing it. It's so fun. Also, this one lyrically was was a lot to chew on in a fun way. The one of the earlier lines, we've got this way about us that leads me to believe we're we're just naive and searching for something instead of creating, we'd rather retrieve truth. Truth wasn't your idea. And that's the refrain that repeats over and over again. And that feels very Cody Bonnet to me. Yeah. That no, truth, no. truth yeah. wasn't your idea refrain. But it still obviously has its own kind of flair. Um, the verses provide some personality that would that you would not find in in an S.C.D.'s burn song, but it's playing with these ideas that are like really big and really universal, but also very personal. And on that note, he does this thing that's really weird. He goes from a big universal idea to a very specific critique. Mm-hmm. He says, what has been will be again. What has been done will be done. There is nothing new under the sun. Super universal, right? Like right. We all get that. And then he says, I'm fascinated. The arbitration of all mankind repeats itself. The double standard, the fickle Christian society that worships wealth. So he zooms in. He gets right, hyper-specific. Right. But I'm not, I'm not critiquing. I'm not knocking it. I just think it's really interesting to, yeah. to stay or to start from this zoomed-out place. Um, and obviously, he's, he's referencing Old Testament. But, but it's still this very universal idea. If you never read the Bible once, you would be like, oh, yeah, I get that. Nothing new under the sun. Right. Yeah, yeah. It's like a cliche at this point. It's and like, then that last line is like, oh, I, you know, for, for certain listeners, it would be like, oh, I don't relate to that at all. Um, but I like that he's like bridging those two things to try sure. to like make the point that maybe they are connected. Yeah, um, and no, it is I something that. that's going to happen over and over and over again. And this is just the current iteration of of that idea. Yeah, no bit. That was like a super fascinating read on the song that I didn't catch. That's yeah. like super cool. I love that. You're like welcome. TJ only pull right there. We're for getting sure. hits. We're getting hits today. Yeah, man. Y'all. For real, dude. This is <laughs> this feels like a classic <laughs> CJN episode. Man, I love this, it. I this is a collective wish list epi- episode now, guys. <laughs> not even not even just mine. Right. I'm still entitled to all my quota this year. <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're using it against us now because we're having loophole. a good time. I see your loophole. All right. All right, we got anything else on Under under the Sun? There's nothing new under the all sun. All right. Let's oh, move on to track, good one. track number nine, Ghosts. This is my favorite song on the record. <gasps> that makes sense to me. Oh. I love this song. 
Cool. Even though it's 7,000 hours long. Well, <laughs> I there's a good reason for it. Okay, so this is the, the second longest position. song on the record. It's 5 minutes and 53 seconds, but like my note for at the end after I listened to it, <laughs> it said 5:53 and I said and we got taken on a journey. Short hmm. songs can't do that to you, Kylan. <laughs> Short songs oh. can take you can on a journey, you though. On a well, journey it depends like on this, your attention span. Like, this is a I, journey I of a song. So. And I, I think so. I mean, they can take you on a short journey like, I got to drive to CVS. But this is like, it took <laughs> me somewhere, do you, live you know? to CVS, Josh? It's just outside the neighborhood, you know? It's pretty uh, close. Gotcha. Well, you know, okay. it's like, I, I don't know. Because I think, okay, okay. Okay. All okay. right. All right. We want to do this. We can do all the hits. All right. Here we go. So I think. Give me one second. Come on. This is so good. Yeah. There's some more Copeland vocals. More right Copeland. There, yeah. Exactly. More. It's nice. Also, I'll say this: the song is a big linear build, and I like that there's one like that on the record. Like it's cool from a songwriting perspective because it's just a linear build and. I appreciated that there weren't seven of those. I like that there was this one. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Good point. I just want to I say agree that. with that. Okay. So Wait, you want to talk about long need, versus short? Do you need the you talk box, about, buddy? You want to talk about long versus short? Hey, <laughs> short things can <laughs> also take you on a journey, man. They can have... Okay, so like the, the first thought that I had was like uh, something like City Lights by Charlie Chaplin. Mm-hmm. Uh, Josh, have you seen that? I know it's on the yes, AFI list. I have seen that one. It's just like a little over an hour. And I feel that has just as much of a, I go on just as much of an emotional journey in that as I do in The Godfather Part 2 or mm. all of Lord of the Rings. They do different things, but they still take you on an emo- emotional journey. That's still an hour long. That's like, I mean, a TV show can okay, take you on Okay, but you can okay, even but say, yeah, like, but there are TV I, episodes. There are TV yeah. episodes that will take you on... Like, check this there are out. episodes of... Okay, go for it. I, well, I was going to say, I see your Charlie Chaplin. I'll raise you the intro sequence of the movie Up. Yes! Oh, that's perfect! <laughs> that is perfect, yes. That is a full Boom. emotional journey. That is what, maybe yep. seven minutes? Yeah, if, if that. that. Yeah. Or and any I Pixar cry. short. <laughs> I bawl anytime I see that. The same way I bawl when I reach the end of the Lord of the Rings trilogy, which is collectively like 10 hours or something. Yeah, 12 if you're doing extended. So, suck it, Josh. All right, all right. Short, short, things, short, short things can take you on a journey, too. But They can, but I feel like this just has like so much no, of like song a is so good, payoff though. because of like the journey it takes you on. Like, That's true. Totally. Yeah. Uh, I forgot we were talking about music. Uh, I know. This song yeah. is really good. It's yeah. so good. <laughs> like, yeah, the whole like three minutes, 30 seconds to the end of the song is just like so, so good. Yeah. I could say everything about it, but I mean, it just listened to this long. It's great. Like, it's great. I loved it. Yeah, this was like whenever I first got into the record, this was like an early favorite, and it still continued to be for me. Yeah. Well, it it's like Copeland, but specifically like "You Are My Sunshine" era Copeland. I feel like, mm-hmm. yeah, I like not as experimental as more straightforward. Uh, this is a not yeah, so tough. But... Found out was like a little bit more driving kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. It is really good. Yeah, those strings really lift the song at the end. Oh, and I realized listening through, like this part that we're in right now, 423, like 
I kind of ripped this off in Plainsman, I realized. Which, like, <laughs> oh, that's great. We have this big part in one of our songs called Mercy where, like, it's, it's like, been building to this point and the release finally hits. And Caleb and I are both doing different lines. And Caleb has never heard this song in his life, for sure. So right, right. his hands are clean. But, like, <laughs> I was listening to it and I was like, oh, we kind of did this. And I maybe, like, unintentionally... I mean, it's not, like, the most, like, unique thing, but I definitely ripped it off, kind of, in a, but I definitely saw the similarities there, and I'm like, When did okay. you realize it? Last night. <laughs> oh, no way. Last night. So yeah. that was entirely subconscious. That's so good. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was. That's I mean, so it's funny. like, it's not like they have a trademark on it, but right. it um, made me think of, oh, we did this in Mercy, so, so. I love that. Right. Uh, how do you guys feel about the auto-tune vocal part? I was going to bring that up. It reminded me of like Al City. Like, because his voc- vocal performance is a little right. similar, and then the autotune's so heavy, and it's yeah. mixed in the back. I'll take your Al City, and I'll raise you the <laughs> dance breaks from Attack Attack. Oh, yeah, that too. <laughs> More references. Like, totally. I know. This is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hello, goodbye. I feel like our references on this are like same level of like jokes on 30 Rock. It's like every, you can't go 15 seconds without, yeah, like without, without a reference. Yep. I mean, we just did Al City and Attack Attack back to back. It's too good, man. Yeah. That song is great, though. Yeah. So good. No, it is. It. Yeah. I just feel like I would be into it more. I just how how slow the beginning of the record is after masters of the flattery kind of like for me it was a little hard to like get back into it you know what i mean which yeah. is why i wish side a and side b were kind of flipped right and i feel like i would yeah. overall have a little bit higher of an opinion of this record if it was just sequenced differently Mm-hmm. I mean, I I love it for that reason because I love records that have really know, strong side, side B B's. Your yeah, because I like your side A is just your setup, you know. But if you can really bring it home in side B, like that's what at least to me is like what's memorable and what sticks with me and right. What I love about records. Great. Okay. Well, yeah. let's move on to track number ten. Sun on the run. Would you Maybe my favorite intro on the record. Mm-hmm. That slide. That's beautiful. It's just like a great tonal shift because you have acoustic, you have some right. lap steel, and you yeah, have you some the B3 break. organ. Like, yeah, exactly. You have all of that happening. And yeah, this is a new sound. What? Ten tracks in. Country folk band? Yeah. Yeah. Well, especially after how, how cathartic Ghosts is. Yeah. I think it's, it's like... A great. It's, it's perfect sequence because then you feel like you had this big like the what, what was it TJ the shredding catharsis guitars guitarthis guitarthis uh, <laughs> then it no, feels no, like no. oh okay now after it you're like sitting around a campfire yeah you know? yeah you have to like have this is the perfect thing to follow up the big catharsis I'm sorry guitar- oh let me correct myself guitar- uh, guitarthis guitarthis and I like that I feel like 
like I've talked about how side B is so great. And I feel like every song on it has like its own sonic identity. Mm -hmm. Whereas I feel like keep quiet retribution and caution kind of all have the same sonic identity that in they kind of run together a little bit. Whereas each one on side B is its own thing, Mm. but still fits together. Right. This is the most standout of it because they have lap steel and organ. Yeah, I know. It's right. like, like very, kind of a. It feels southern. Folky. I do like yeah. those like out of left field like yeah last quarter of the record songs. It's yeah. almost like again. I'm sorry. We are just doing all the hits. It's like the the last sketch on SNL is always just like the wackiest. A bit of a left turn. It's like yeah. the one that they were most likely going to cut. Because it's like so different from everything else. Right. Those are always my favorite. Yeah. A lot of them are great, like big swings that work. And yeah, same thing and on this song, you know? And that's how I feel about this. It's yeah. so different from the rest of the record. But it's like mm-hmm. in a perfect place. Yes. Mm-hmm. Totally agree. And it's like, I don't know, it's very friendly. Like the song is like a warm hug, mm-hmm. which I think you need at this point in the record. Like you need something yeah. kind of familiar, comforting. Um, at least for me, it was like the the steel was like an old an old friend, just yeah. like greeting you after years and years. <laughs> yep, I do love the line uh, "loving you with a barrel of a gun." Would you forgive me for loving you with a barrel of a gun? That's a good <sighs> line. That is yeah. really good. Paints a picture. So good. Yeah, the guitar work is so good on this record too, man. We've talked a lot about the drums. And we've kind of danced around the guitar, but yeah. the guitar is just great. Yeah, like, no, to mm-hmm. me, the... it's Aaron's vocals and guitars that I really like. That are the yeah. standouts for me musically. Totally. It's like the perfect amount of like, like all the, I guess you'd call them solos. Right. Like all those riffs just like fit perfectly within the structure of every song that, that they're in. Yep. Yeah, yeah. It's like I guess technically it is a solo, but it's not like a flashy solo, right? Right. It's like and they it's don't overstay their welcome. Yeah, it's yeah, always it's like a solo for that it to is be a part. But it, and that. it's not too short. Where like, oh, I was just getting into that, and then it right. just ends and moves on to something else. Yeah. It's like it feels very appropriate. Compositional, maybe. Yeah, it just. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, we're almost done, guys. Track number eleven: "The Devil and I." I've first note is side b doesn't miss guys yeah this is a great song too it's more love drugs spooky vibes yeah very spooky love this I but didn't and it's a great spooky vibes but yeah going back to aaron's whole thing of like being a composer and stuff now like and you know i t- i love talking about narrative hills and valleys this is a perfect song to come after sun on the run sun on the run is so that classic kind of like western southern thing and then you have a little bit of that in the intro of this song of like with that kind of tremolo and mm-hmm. like on mm. the guitar. Yeah, it true. feels almost like with those minor chords, it feels like almost like a spaghetti Western spaghetti kind Western, of score. Yeah. yeah. Right. Feels thematic or uh, mm-hmm. cinematic. Yeah, exactly. Well, and narrative wise, I wrote that it was a little interesting coming after 
Son on the Run, because Son on the Run is very like, oh, Prodigal Son is returning home. and But then you're like, oh, the devil and I, like, I thought things were good, and now things are right, right. starting to get bad again. But obviously, it, like, it transitions into the next song, like, super well. So, like, it needs to go where it, where, and I like what you're saying of, like, it does carry the theme over from Son on the Run, though, of, like, that Western kind of theme, though. So I, yeah. I do think it's a great place for it. So good. Yeah, these two songs back to back are great. Mm-hmm. You have anything else on the devil and I? Yeah, I I had a lyric note. So that chorus line or refrain line, I am in trouble and I know it. I've sought to find the higher ground. I'm dying and I surely show it, which is like a nursery rhyme mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> riff, which is cool. At the bottom of the earth. I would love for y'all to help me justify the choice <laughs> of ending that line or ending that refrain with the word earth. Because I think for me, at least like, and this is entirely from a very subjective place of like a, a songwriter that's kind of like right. analyzing and sort of nitpicking the lyrical writing choice right. of this, of this stanza. So I'm not, I'm not saying it's a bad choice. I'm just like, I definitely would not have done that because my, my problem with it is, it loses me like i'm i'm sort of on the edge of my seat i'm i'm going with him on the journey like i'm in trouble and i know it i'm trying to find higher ground i'm dying and it's like obvious at yeah. the bottom of the earth earth see i love it i think it's a hard left turn on purpose okay i think i think it leaves it's purposefully misleading okay i can i can i can track with that cuz i i think it it, I don't know if you want to get like if you yeah if we want to like get into super analyzing it and potentially reading too much into it yeah that's uh, what I do man the- Wait, have you met me <laughs> um, <laughs> all the hits yeah I'm on this podcast with some guys and I'm I'm like obnoxious because all I do is like read into really small details <laughs> about lyrical choices. Yeah, hold on. Let me, let me, I'm going to look up the lyrics. So if the lyrics aren't on Spotify, I rarely look them up. So yeah, I, I have a theory. Go, Josh. For what I think what he's doing is like he's like kind of saying it's like kind of like the misdirector, like the left turn is like because it doesn't resolve. Right. And so that kind of leaves you uneasy. But then the next time around, he says, I have sought and found the higher ground. I'm living and I come to know it at the bottom life is found. So when that one hits, you're like you get the resolution. So I think right. he sets it up as like this one isn't resolved. Like mm. and you're like, oh what? So then when the next one does resolve, you're like, oh, that's what I was wanting the first time around. I feel like gotcha. it lands more. Yep. No, I like that. Yeah, that added context is helpful. Cause like that one because he he does that, I think, twice he does the earth line he ends that line that stands with the earth line twice um but then you're right he he comes back with the at the bottom life is found yeah and you get the spirit and not the spirit the lyrical um change there too is like i'm dying and i surely show it versus i'm living and i've come to know it know it you know? Right. and then yeah so i feel like and that one's a little bit more resolved i guess lyrically like yeah why is more positive and then it wraps up like songwriting wise like with the rhyme there right and yeah and it makes sense that you know it's finally sort of locking in the rhyme scheme because that was my other problem with it is like he didn't choose earth for the rhyme because it doesn't 
So that bothered right, yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. I was like, yeah. okay, you didn't choose it for the rhyme. Like I could justify it in my mind if you did. Um, and my mind was like the bottom of the bottle, the bottom of right. my you grave. Were trying to make it. Yeah, I was trying to like yeah. make it better. I get like I guess make it but, closer. But right. okay, okay, going in again, reading maybe potentially too much into it. I think that's what's going to happen if you try to make a deal with the devil. You're ultimately going to be unsatisfied. Oh my god. You know? Mm, right? That's good. That's good. All right. <laughs> like you're going to and you're seeking this resolution and you're never going to find it. You knew I would eat up that meta stuff, I, man. Yeah, dude. But I <laughs> But yeah, I think that's, that's a great. super cool read on the song. Uh, yeah, I like that a lot. Cool. I knew y'all could make it make sense for me. Thank you so much. I just no problem. Y'all, y'all's That's, lyrical analysis is it's just the beauty of this podcast, TJ. Incredible. I I just love you guys. You're the best. You guys are the best. You're such masters of the flattery. <laughs> uh, okay, guys, we're here. One more song. We ready? Mm. Oh, we're ready. All right, let's do it up. Track number twelve. Is this a dry season or agnosticism? finally coming right out and saying it after dancing around it all album long <laughs> all album it's just like here we go this is it thesis <laughs> and yeah end the song on this big question too yeah so yeah. much gravity whoa like we got heavy for this last one i'm here for oh, it. oh yeah guys i hate the jingle bells man oh i was gonna say sleigh bells and a non-christmas song i have sleigh to point it well, out but... sleigh bells in like 2012 that just seemed like the thing i feel like a lot of bands were doing that here's the thing i want the song to start with just the roads and then the jingle bells uh like at 50 percent of what they're currently mixed at yeah i, yeah, I want I, them to I be could, like right be there in the back i feel just like they're subtle. they're just like too a little incessant like driving i would have liked some variation uh but <laughs> Beyond Duh. that, this song freaking rocks, dude. Yeah, man, it does. It goes. So and hard. as we've as as I've stated before, you know, I typically don't enjoy a long song, but I'm willing uh, to give a little more leeway when it's the last song on a record. Mm-hmm. You're ready for when the journey kind of like that it's going to take you it. on. Yes, yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. I agree. It just fits. Yeah, no, TJ, I love that you mentioned the roads. Like, I love the roads in the intro. So good. And then when the verses kick in, like, the, the the bass is, like, doing, like, some really cool staccato parts to lock in with the kick, like, super well. Yes. Like Feels like Love Drug again. It does, mm-hmm. it does. It's a Love Drug well, run. I do have that there's, like, a, I said, fun, uneasy, haunting feeling around 245 with the guitar and the keys, which this is, like, the only time where I mentioned the haunting, but you're... Like you mentioned it before in the record, I'm realizing like, oh, this record is a lot spookier than I gave it credit for, it's a which is record, a la love drug. Yeah. So, <laughs> just great. Also, also, the line, I can see the heart I'm breaking now. Mm. And one. I like that it has the double, the potential double meaning of, or interpretation uh, of, I can see the heart, comma, I'm breaking now. 
or right. I can see the heart I'm the breaking heart I'm now. Breaking. Oh, yeah. And either way, it's Coming like now, yeah. Ugh. Hits, man. Ooh, I like that. It's a wallop. I like when you bring stuff up like that, TJ. Good catches. <laughs> I do too. Thanks, yeah, buddy. that's such a good TJ poll. Huh. That was a little bit of a bit, but also a genuine compliment. <laughs> yeah. I know it's hard. The lines are blurring, guys. As we they get are, further on, and we're getting more tired. Hey, I think is we're this just, a we're dry just season like... or agnosticism? <laughs> is this a bit or is this genuine compliment? Is this a double meaning or is it this line kind of thing? <laughs> so yeah, oh man, the guitar tone it. on this is so good. Very very good. It's really good. And this key sounds like I don't know how I what how I describe that key sound, but it's super good. Yeah. Yeah. I said side B, six for six. Like yeah. this is great. Side Perfect is... way to end the record. It gets I love when it gets like super big when he's like yelling, I gave myself up with like the hits. Mm-hmm. So good. So good. Yep. Look at these journeys, these long songs are taking <laughs> oh us on. Guys. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Short can be good too. It Short's fine. Short's fine. <laughs> I like the verse. What good is this? What good is all of your worship? Though you've raised your hands up high, you've knelt before the throne and arrogant people, only to learn that you're praising your lies. It's pretty spicy. Yeah, <laughs> Very he's spicy. Like, he's he's not messing around anymore. Like like you said, it is the thesis. I feel like. I mean, even we worship God on Sundays using the weekdays for the fall. Yeah, the church's budget overflows while poverty persists. How can the heart of Jesus and the prideful coexist? Yeah. Dang, good line. Good He's line. He's hitting hard. Yeah. Like I said, it's just all out in the open at this point. There's no yep. more dancing around it. It's yep. like right in your face. Here's here's the thesis. Mm-hmm. I, I also really love that next verse. My spirit scans the shallows, though intended for the deep. How can I find myself in heaven if hell is where I'll hell's sleep? Hell is where I'll sleep. Oof. And Oof. then that, I gave myself up. I gave myself up. I gave myself up. Yeah. Like, Basically, so you're saying all the lyrics of this song. Yeah, I just like the whole song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think the we've, saying, I think we've is, read the yeah. whole song. Yeah. Yeah, I know. It's a great <laughs> so song, you guys. Oh, oh I like this one line, and then we'll read half the song, <laughs> and then someone else will go, oh, but what about this line? And it's like, okay, let's <laughs> we'll just read, read the whole damn song. Good job, Aaron. TJ. I got it. Like, okay, we're we've done all twelve songs. Have you landed on a favorite? This is the other contender. Okay, so we have Masters of the Flattery, mm-hmm. Retribution, yeah, Doubt, and yep. is this a dry season or agnosticism? Yeah, yeah four contenders for for top song. Okay, it, all right. And so what's what, your list? What would you, you got to list them now. What would you pick? <laughs> yeah, oh, don't, don't don't you dare do that to me. No, we Can always talk me? about favorite songs, though, yeah. on the record. Oh, I know. Yes. Whittle down to just two, at least. I need at least top two from there. Just right now. You can come yeah. back next episode. Okay. You can come in, and if you if it's changed on uh, that day. 2023 you know okay. wrap-up. We'll, we'll do a Suns update every episode, okay? Oh God, no, we won't. Every single episode before the research, Listen. I will check in with you. <laughs> And see do that. If, if, if if your list has changed at all. <laughs> and you think I'm kidding. Oh, I know you're not. But the only way that I won't do it is if I forget. So oh, it's very God. possible. Yeah. <laughs> if you remember, you will do it. There's no doubt in my mind. You know what? I'll just say I, I think I think um I'm gonna continue to somewhat take exception but somewhat bend to your whimsy here and i'm gonna say my top two songs are masters of, of the flattery and is this a dry season oh wow the bookend the yeah. bookend i like yeah, the I symmetry that. 
of that. Yeah, yeah. That's a big part of it, I think. Yeah. Because it, it, it crashes the album open, and then it closes it up. Yeah. With a lot that's of... That's great. Yeah. And I love that you Wait. got like a like up-tempo, high-energy exactly. rocking song, and then you got kind of like a mellow building song. Yep. That's the other part. Is I yeah. needed mm-hmm. some of that high-energy sounds to, to, to feature. So, nice. all right, what I about y'all? Favorite tracks? You did. Did you say Masters, Kylan? Or I did, and then I I had some you were doubt like, you did when we listened doubt. to Doubt. That's true. Uh-huh. Yep. And I think I'm settling on Doubt, man. I think Doubt's my favorite. I beat. So I beat. Yeah, I think it Doubt's goes my hard, favorite. Man. Okay, so we did it. Uh, we listened to the record. If you've if you've listened this far, you know, use the hashtag uh, Swingabilly. Let us know. <laughs> no, you, use the hashtag Chameleonic. Chameleonic. Yes, that's it. That's it. And get. Yeah, my new favorite word. So, okay, flopper bops, final verdict, gentlemen. Uh, Where do we land? What order do we want to do this in? I will give you a heads up. I won't know until I start talking. (laughs) (laughs) I want it to be me, Kyle, and TJ. Okay, perfect. I feel like sounds great. I mean, I feel like everyone knows where I'm at. It's a bop. Yeah, dude. Stone Cold. Mm. It's Stone Cold Bop for me. And I mean, also because like I got to like, Real, like dive back in and remember like how why I fell in love with this record so much in the first place like yeah. of kind of being like oh maybe I overexposed myself to it and then be like no and especially like almost 10 years later for me and just digging into it and getting here Aaron stories obviously but I mean and and it's just one of those cool things like when I've seen and I even saw recently on Twitter someone like was like, man, Sun should have been big kind of thing. And it's like, it's a cool thing to give a record like this that you're like, not enough people know about this. And yes. to like, to talk about it and to be like, you know what? It still holds up like really well. And it's poignant lyrically and like musically, it's done great. Production's great. All the parts are, are played very expertly and has uh, just so many, so many high points of it. Obviously, side B rules. But I mean, I just had. Last night I was like listening on like my headphones and I had the CD pulled out and I was like reading through the lyrics, which I don't know if I've ever done for this record, but if I have, like it's been almost like 10 years since I did, like probably since whenever I got the record. So like, wow. I don't know, I just had a great time listening to it and reading the lyrics and just appreciating like, I think I think there's a little bit of like the what could have been with Sun's kind of thing, so that sure. makes it like you're like, oh, they right. only had the one record, but like that makes you value that record all the more because they don't have a second or a third, and you don't get to see that trajectory. But yeah, so, all of that is all the many reasons why I love this record. So nice, easy buy for me. That was love beautiful, it. Josh. That thanks. was that was incredibly articulate and succinct. I quite oh, enjoyed thanks. it. Okay, me. So I I was kidding a little bit when I Speaking said Speaking of articulate and succinct. <laughs> Meat. <laughs> <laughs> I I yeah I I was kidding a little bit when I said I don't know where I'm gonna land because I have a general idea. So before I say I like how much we talked about alternate track lists. Um, I do think if they had a couple more songs, this should maybe be two different albums. And as we all know, my criteria for a flopper bop is: will I find myself listening to this record or the majority of this record? at some point again in the next year. I think with the exception of, honestly, the title track, Keep Quiet, and then Retribution and Caution, and probably Sea of Glass, I will 100% jam this record. 
multiple mm. times. I've already been jamming it like all week. Nice. I love this. Uh, yeah, the side B, I just, I wish it was flipped because it feels like a little bit of a rug pull to go from Masters of the Flattery to that whole run mm-hmm. of like, oh, but, but, but I wanted this. This was really good. I wanted more <laughs> of that. But dude, the songwriting was just freaking great. Like I said, if the lyrics aren't on Spotify, I don't really look up the lyrics because I forget. So there wasn't a ton that stood out to me, but a couple songs definitely just did and hit really hard. Mm. And just the drums and the guitar and it just, yeah, this whole amalgamation of like all these different sort of like emo influences all kind of coming together in this like swirling cauldron of spooks. (laughs) (laughs) Just, yeah, it made it a bop for me, dude. I'm so glad that this was your wish list record, Josh. (laughs) Putting it out again as your wish list record. Nice, man. I'm so glad. Uh, This was freaking rad, dude. And talking to Aaron was freaking rad. I'm so excited for that episode to come out. That was a blast. Yeah, I, this was, it was a, you know, we have ups and downs in terms of the records that we cover, uh, and the records that we listened to throughout the week. And this was definitely a, a real high for me to just go have have some little emo jams throughout my week. So I dug Ooh. it. Ayo, love it. Nice. You can tell I'm getting tired because my voice is getting lower and I'm not as funny. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Rob Thomas. <laughs> <laughs> it was 3 a.m. <laughs> All right, well... I'll, I'll I'll bring us home here. Um, I, you know, as as y'all know, uh, I I didn't know what to expect. I I thought I was getting some some uh, Christian contemporary light rock, a la Paul Coleman trio, <laughs> and what I got was very much not that in the best way. I definitely kind of had some some rise and fall moments with how much I was enjoying the record, as as mentioned plenty of nitpicks and critiques and that's what i do when i really like a record that i surprisingly thoroughly enjoyed and will be bopping this evening a triple bop the hallowed triple bop yeah man and don't call me chameleonic because I'm not just blending in with the crowd here, all right? No, this is no, some you stick to your get, guns, catharsis. which is something I so appreciate about you, TJ. Yeah, man. And having you on this show, like, you stick to your guns and your opinions, and I just love that about you. Oh. You're, that's, like, one of your best qualities. Thank you. You're such a master of flattery. <laughs> I No, I really enjoyed it, and, and it really was a surprise. It, it brought me back to that kind of, like, early aughts, you know, post-hardcore and like emo and emo adjacent prog rock, all that stuff that I like liked for a minute and then kind of stopped listening to. Um, So I'm, I'm genuinely like grateful that you turned me on to this band, Josh, because it, it took me back to, to some great stuff. All the bands we've mentioned, like, I mean, any of the references we threw out, which this episode was obviously reference this this would be the the perfect record to do remember how we very briefly did the if you like this then (laughs) playlist and we abandoned them very quickly (laughs) uh this is like the one record where that actually makes sense yeah we could make a great playlist that'd be cool yeah anyway it, it was it was like Somehow, a band that I had never heard of bringing me back to all kinds of yeah. bands that I that I missed, 
in the best way. Like he, sure. he's this magic synthesis machine of sounds, and he's very chameleonic. Aaron, if you're listening, appreciate you, man. Keep it <laughs> up. Keep making the mu- the music. Sweet. Okay, I think that's gonna do it for us here at Church Jams. Now, of course, if you like this, uh, we have more bonus stuff over on Patreon. I believe Josh, can I say this here? We're also going to. After this, on our Patreon, we're going to be covering Aaron's Homewrecker EP. It's like five songs. It's pretty short. Uh, I think it'll be a fun little Patreon. So if you can't get enough of this kind of thing, we got lots of fun stuff over on patreon.com slash churchjamsnow. Is it Church Jams Now Podcast? Yes. Okay. At patreon.com slash churchjamsnowpodcast. And follow us on social media, all the socials at churchjamsnow. Of course, from all of us here, may all your favorite bands stay together, and peace out, Monfrayers. Peace out, Monspooky Cultures. Peace out.